If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, learn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh. Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for getting rich quickly and it is your lucky day today everybody because on this show i josh rubin my partner in crime noldenine we come up with brilliant amazing original original doable (laughs) actionable ideas yeah on how to get incredibly wealthy on a new topic every week. Yep. And we give them to you. Yeah, we do nothing from that point on. That's right. <laughs> uh, you take these ideas, you do all the work, you do all the funding, build up this business that we've handed you. Handed you. And then you give us 10%. That's right, because we did the hard part. Yeah. Everyone can do things. Yeah. Not everyone can create things. That's right. We are giving you tasks That's right. to complete. <laughs> it's like your it's like your favorite video game, RPG video game. Yeah. Uh, but you actually get real gold at the end. Yeah. It's like a connect the dots <laughs> that we lay out for you. Uh-huh. But the lines between the dots are hard work and money. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're we're just handing it to you. Yeah, we are giving it to you. For the low, a, low price. It's like, uh-huh. no, it's not like I got nothing else, but I wanted to try to keep that thread going for a while of what it's like. But I really couldn't beat your your what it's like there. Yeah. Because it is. It's like the, the lines are hard work and money. Yeah. Which we have neither. We have neither the capabilities or the funding. It's like a paint by numbers, <laughs> but the paint is your sweat and blood. <laughs> But the outline, the outline's there. Is us? Yeah, we, that's we, all us. Yeah, we spend right. minutes putting this together, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> literally, which is why we deserve ten percent. That's right, of, and no more than ten percent. No more. We're not asking for twelve. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd take it. For you people out there, you hardworking Americans who yeah. have just been waiting for lightning to strike that one idea that's going to get you, you're ready to go. Yeah, boom. Boom, you're ready. You're like the horse in the gate just waiting for the gate to open up. Yeah, we, we're the gate openers. We are. You're the horse that runs the race. That's right. <laughs> exactly. We, You know, if you give us 20%, we could also be the jockeys a little bit, too. Sure. Just whip you a little bit. Yeah, negotiable. Yeah. We, we negotiate up from 10. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> We're willing to make a deal with you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what our show is. That's what we do. Uh, and then you have to actually do something as well. It's terrible. I know. <laughs> you just wanted to sit here and listen. No. Maybe get a few chuckles. No, this is a call to no. action. Yeah, exactly. Make America great again. Yeah. And this is how we're going to do it. Yep. Time is right for you young entrepreneurs. Yeah, get out there, become a billionaire. That's right. It's easy to do. Lazy. <laughs> punks <laughs> um noel Deneen. yes how are you today my friend i am pretty good um so we were, we were talking before we, we we pre-recorded the show so this is actually being recorded on sunday 
and uh, we were both talking. Josh and I both uh, had attended the Women's March yesterday. We did. Uh, it was very inspiring to see New York City coalesce like that. It was. Um, and then this morning, I went to my local coffee shop, which mm-hmm. unfortunately is uh, going to close down and become a wine bar because uh, it's got too much overhead. Because that's where all the snowflakes are going to go and wine. Yep. Uh, but uh, I I go there and I read my paper. Uh huh. And <clears throat> I usually just leave the paper there for anyone else afterwards, right? It's so kind of like a tradition. Yeah, it is. Uh, and this morning I was there reading the paper. I was getting ready to go, and Patty Smith came in, and she comes in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was kind of eyeballing the paper. Uh-oh. So as I left, I'm like, "Hey, you want this paper?" She's like, yeah, I do. So I made Patty Smith's day. New York City <laughs> is good with me this week. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. You made Patty Smith's day. Did yeah. she really say it kind of like that? I feel like... She she actually was very shy. I was going to say... I've seen her before. I've never spoken to her. My, And I don't have any personal experience with her, but just having seen her perform uh-huh. and uh, seen her in interviews... There, this is a woman who very much at times seems like she is uh, very reticent to speak. Yeah, um, you know her uh, when she sang at uh, Bob Dylan's. Uh, uh, was it the Nobel? Is that what he won? Did he win? Was it a Nobel Prize he just won? Yeah, yeah. When he when she represented him there and sang and and screwed up and it was like this is a woman who has performed concerts around the world and like this. She was so nervous. Like, I was blown away, and she's so timid. Yeah. She's super timid, despite the life that she's led. So I was a little, this whole, like, idea that she was like, yeah, I would. I was like, wow, I'm impressed. I didn't think so. Um, But, uh, you know, this is a tradition you have, not necessarily of giving Patty Smith the newspaper. No, but going to the coffee shop, going to the, the coffee shop, and leaving it there. That tradition is almost over for you now. Are you going to have to find another coffee shop to keep up the tradition, or are you going to just gonna do something to. else completely? I'm going to have to find another coffee shop. <clears throat> That's kind of how it goes, right? Yeah. But it'll never be the same. It won't. I'm I like so, that coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. Um, but it uh, sort of uh, dovetails, surprisingly, right into our topic today, ah. which is... It is traditions. Tradition. How to get Tradition. rich off them. Old ones, new ones. Tradition. Yeah. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. <laughs> I was trying to time that out well. Yeah, no, no, that's that's pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, Fiddle on the Roof apparently already has been written, though. Uh-huh. Uh, so that one we got to skip. Uh-huh. Uh, but we got lots of other ways mm-hmm. for you, the listening public, <clears throat> adorers of us, <laughs> to make uh, disgusting amounts of money. Uh, it's, you, you, the traditional one. Is going to be so much money, you're going to be nauseous. You are. You're, you're going to feel sick. You're going to, And you, what you're going to throw up is money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just going to grab a wad of money <clears throat> to wipe the, the money right. vomit off your face. <laughs> Uh, Uh. um so so you guys traditions uh i was looking around at traditions and you know there's a lot of things surrounding the holidays but really i I was thinking there's there's not 
you don't get that constant flow of money with a holiday uh, tradition. Um, and so I started thinking about different traditions, right? Like different types of traditions, right? So uh, in my mind, what kept popping up was like, you know, there's a a family party and suddenly the great aunt sits down at the piano and starts playing something. And next thing you know, the whole family breaks into some song and dance routine that they've been doing since they were all five years old or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Uh, so I started thinking about that. Um, my family, there's a lot of Irish dancers, and that'll happen at weddings. Where you'll all just jump up and start dancing. I won't, but some of our family right. was very big in it, right? Um, and so I started looking up family traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got your movie nights, you got your game nights. You've got, uh, you know, we all take a a boat trip around the lake once a once a year, or the beginning of the summer, the end right. of the summer, or mm-hmm. you know something like that, right? So I was looking at things like that, and uh, I was thinking, but what's the problem with them? <clears throat> well, typically the problem is the kids, little spazzes, they're all over the place. Yeah, parents, old futzes, you know, they they're uh, they're pooped. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I still kept thinking about all this stuff, and I, I decided what I wanted to do was, uh, you know, the big old family spaghetti night. <laughs> Once a week, family makes big spaghetti dinner. Uh-huh. They sit around. They get one of the kids can throw the noodle against the wall, see if it sticks. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they just have a, a grand old time. Once yes, a week. everyone has a grand at family spaghetti night. Yeah. So what I want to do is, uh-huh. uh, or what I want to not do, <laughs> and have some listener out there do for me, uh, uh-huh. is to make a sauce, a jarred sauce, called family tradition spaghetti sauce. Uh huh. Lay it right out there. You're Fam- making a family tradition. Family tradition spaghetti sauce. Yep. Okay. And make it good, and make it so that there's nothing in there. That kids don't like, you know, no mushrooms, no green peppers, things like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> have recipes on the jar for adding meat and other things to jazz it up, so the uh-huh. family can make it their own. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know, no no preservatives, no corn syrup. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You do want to though add in Adderall, uh, <laughs> because that will just you know give those kids focus. You know. Uh huh. What's it gonna do to the other people who aren't kids and don't need the focus. It's going to wake up the sleepy parents. Oh, there so we go. So suddenly, like, mom and dad oh, are full God. of energy. Uh-huh. Uh, the kids, for once, aren't, like, doing 12 things at once. Uh-huh. They're, they're focusing on the family. Right, right. And, you know, listening in full to dad's jokes. Yeah. You know, things like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> this may be your best idea ever. <laughs> When I was making, I was like, "Oh, uh, Josh will love this one." Family tradition tomato sauce, yeah, with ex- with Adderall. No, no corn syrup though. Yeah, Adder- no, that's Adderall. good. Yeah, Plenty Adderall. Of, Plenty of yeah. Adderall. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> How much are you gonna have to charge for this though, with all that Adderall in it? Premium. That's, yeah, that's what's I good mean, about it. It's, it's gonna it's, be a premium this sauce is top for sure. Shelf sauce. This is no uh-huh. ragu. This is, uh, yeah, top shelf. So, of our listeners who are out there, yeah, and we know there are millions, m- millions, yeah. Um, who do you think this idea 
should be picked up by. Well, anyone who wants to make it. You don't have to have the kids to No, make but it. you you do need to have access to the Adderall. Okay. Um so pharmaceutical reps maybe. Pharmaceutical reps maybe, people in biker gangs. Uh, oh, there you go. Right, cuz they could just use the meth they're making. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. When I say Adderall, right, you I mean you really loosely. need speed. <laughs> just put some speed in there. <laughs> oh god, I should just close up computer and go home because nothing I will come up with, I have come up with, I just tip my hat there, yeah. implying I didn't have anything. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing I have come up with will will even compare on any level with that idea. Well, you just... have, And the beauty of a tradition like that is, yeah. it is uh, not just emotionally, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't just attach itself to people's emotions, uh-huh. it's actually addictive. Oh, yeah. So people will just, you know, Sunday, you know, that big spaghetti dinner is going to be every night. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe and three meals a day. It might be. And, you know, you'll have to start using more of the sauce. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll just have to put out extra sides of sauce for people to dip stuff in. Yeah. Eventually, it'll just be a big bowl a of big sauce. A big bowl of sauce. Because <laughs> no one's going to be terribly hungry. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have... Uh, Done wonders. Yeah. Uh, wonders for the family. Yeah. Well, for everything. Yeah. For everything. For the country, for the family. Yeah. Um, and, the uh, you know, I'm sure Alibaba you can find. Uh, if you're not a pharmaceutical guy and you don't want to get involved with uh, the Hells Angels uh, or any major uh, off-the-grid drug dealers because yeah. it's a little dangerous, there's too much sampling of their own product, I'm sure you can find some sort of synthetic speed that's not illegal in this country being sold in bulk in China. Yeah, and if you're really a purist, you could probably even, you know, find herbs that give focus and energy. No, no, (laughs) no. Yeah, because that's... You have just ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Adderall then. You got to use Adderall. Adderall, speed, you know, but anything, any, any... Wow, that was so good. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, okay. Here we go. All right, let's hear it. So, I was reading about... Uh, well, so first I want to start with... I think it's interesting. You know, one of the things I've always had a, uh, uh, an idea about, about traditions and and this country in particular and the culture of America, yeah. right? Yeah, is when you look at other countries, right, they have certain traditions that have been going on for thousands of years, and and the link of your traditions and your culture are very strong, right? Yeah, and yeah. so they have that link forever and ever. And one of the things I always find interesting about this country is because we are this melting pot, and we are, we you know, other than the big ones, July 4th, uh, Thanksgiving, um, <clears throat> those are the only kind of real... American traditions, mm-hmm. right? In big, big finger quotes. Um, and we don't have these little traditions that define us as a country, per se. I, mean, I think there are things and quirks or, or, or certain things that we do as Americans that people say, you're an American. Um, but it's still, gener- you know, after a couple of generations. And so one of the things I think that divides us so greatly is that we are culturally 
sort of all over the board. There's no great American culture, mm-hmm. right? Overall culture that encompasses everyone. And then I was looking at millennials, looking at millennials, and and because uh, they are probably the most assimilated generation ever in this country, right? Uh-huh. As far as uh, <clears throat> the way they view uh, 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 people of different colors and different ethnicities, and they're they're much more all embracing. The the amount of of kids who in of that of that of the millennial generation that are of mixed race. Is enormous. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them, and you know when you see the like the time thing, the face of the future in America, and it was just all these different sort of shades because they were all mixed up, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I was thinking about the current craze of uh, cultural imperialism, and more importantly, uh, cultural. Uh, oh, I can't remember the word, but anyway, I was thinking. Uh, I was, so I have this idea that, and then so I was reading about the millennials, and it was going on about how millennials are bucking standard American traditions uh-huh. in regards to marriage, in regards to religion, in regards to just about everything. They are the disruptor generation, and they are just disrupting these traditions, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it seems cool when you're young to blow up traditions. But when you're older, that's sort of what you have to hang your hat on, right? Just referring back to your thing about tradition, everyone goes to the lake, right? But the old folks get pooped. The young folks go crazy. There comes a point where every younger generation is like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Every summer I have to do this. I want to do something else, right? But then when they get older, they have nothing but fond memories that brings them back and reconnects them to their childhood, but also to the generations before them. Yeah. Right? So I was thinking there is a whole host of people out there who need to have traditions in their life, but they also want to try something new. So I've come up with an idea of like a like not unlike Fruit of the Month Club. We'll call it Traditions of the Month Club. Okay. And you will get a box in the mail uh-huh. of a different tradition from a different culture in a different country uh, every month. Yeah. And you get to try this tradition on. You In the box, you will get, like, everything you need, whether it be an outfit, whether it be uh, jewelry, whether it be a food product or an animal product that you can get here. It will all come in there along with instructions and explanations and the meaning of this tradition in the original world, and then you can do with it what you will. Yeah. Right? And you can maybe find a tradition that you decide you love. This is particularly good. You know, again, the millennials also love to travel. They Uh love to travel and go and experience new cultures and be a part of it. And, you know, a lot of people can't afford that. That's an expensive thing. So this is a way to have that in your home. So I'm thinking, like, I was looking up, so say... You're someone who's into some sort of self-immolation, right? You yep. like to beat yourself or your you can get a tradition in a box, your monthly tradition. One month you will get like Hindu Thaipusam festival uh-huh. tradition, right? And you've probably seen this because it's on every one of these sort of weird world of stuff shows where in India they march and uh, they meditate very heavily and then they start piercing themselves oh, with huge yeah. swords Oof. and hooking uh, giant hooks in their backs to march pulling a wagon behind them. Yeah. So in your box, you will get some a couple of beautiful daggers Ugh. with uh, all the frilly stuff on it, 
all the uh, 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 dyes and paints that they put on themselves, uh -huh. some big, beautiful, ornate hooks that you can hook onto your back, an explanation of what this is, which is, uh, you know, a devotion to Lord Murigan, mm -hmm. who uh, uh, killed um, a, uh, 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 a vengeful spirit named Sur Padman with a spear. And this, they're showing their devotion to him and thanking him for killing this vengeful spirit. And then you can see that and be like, well, how can I take this and twist it to my life? Maybe it's I'm showing appreciation to my boss who fired that manager who uh, was sexually harassing me in some fashion uh -huh. and basically destroyed this person's career. And I am thanking him for vanquishing this beast by piercing my body in multiple ways. Um, so that's one. You know, you can. Uh, another good one is in the Amazon. There's a tribe called the uh, Satere Mawe, mm -hmm. and uh, they do a a for young men. Their transfer into manhood is what's called the uh, bullet ant glove. And I don't know if you've heard of the bullet ant. Yeah, I, I saw that when I was looking up things on So traditions. the bullet ant is this ant who has the most painful bite ever. Yeah. And they call it the bullet ant because the bite is so painful, it feels like you're being shot by a bullet. Yeah. Shot with a bullet. And they gather the ants, and then they use a drug to, to, to make the ants go to sleep, right? And then they put the ants in this glove... And it's like, you know, made out of uh, uh, weaved, woven. Uh, uh, weaved in. Weaved in. Thank you. <laughs> I for, thank you. I, I appreciate your correcting me on that. <laughs> weaved in uh, uh, leaves and branches and stuff. Yeah. And they put the ants in there and they wake the ants up. And then the kid has to put their hand in that glove filled with bullet ants and bite away. Yeah. And the kid just has to sit there and take it for a few minutes. Yeah. And then take it out, and then he is a man. No. I, when I read it, he has to do that something like 20 times. It's uh, not just once. Oh, I have it here. Oh, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. They have to hold on. It's in, it's in the, their hand's in it for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And they have to do a dance. Uh, that takes the mind off of the pain. Sure. And then I guess this is a common thing in general, but with this particular tribe, they have to do it 20 times before oh. they prove they are men. So to me, much more exciting than a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Right? I mean, a bar mitzvah, what do you do? You stand up, you daven, you say a little bit from the Torah. That's usually, for people like me, written out in English anyway. Right. It's, yeah. And and then you know you have a party. Yeah. And oh, now you're a man. No, yeah, that doesn't feel anything like but, that. But you know, people in that tribe maybe wouldn't mind you know getting sent out a case of manchevitz and uh, you know some locks. Exactly. And, and go exactly. through a uh, bar mitzvah. Exactly. So you have, and then if even if say you're 30 years old and you get this, you can now go to the Amazon and visit the Sateri Mawe, yeah. and you are a man in that tribe which gives you a certain amount of cachet, right? Yeah. It allows you to do certain things, be part of certain things. So I think these are all, all you know, just concepts. You can narrow it down a little bit. You can do other things, like say you're getting, you love your dog very much, right? Uh -huh. Well, you know, in India, uh, there are traditions for uh, ugly women. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, they believe ugly women or babies that are born with a tooth that has already broken through. Uh-huh. 
uh, are possessed by a ghost. Okay. And uh, in parts of India, they believe that the only way you can get rid of uh, this ghost mm-hmm. uh, is by marrying an animal. <laughs> yeah, of course. By marrying an animal, often sense. dogs. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's ceremonial. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to copulate with the animal. You don't have to have sex with the animal. Mm-hmm. But you marry them, and then this takes the ghost out of you. Yeah. And then you can then go on and get married to a, a, a person yeah. later on. Come on. Um, but if you're someone like my wife, for instance, who would love to marry Herschel, <laughs> if she had if she had met Herschel the same time she had met me, uh-huh. we would not be married. We wouldn't even have gone on a first date. It just would not have happened. And uh, uh, you know, so you would get a box, mm-hmm. and in the box would be a, a, a tuxedo, yeah, for the dog. Oh yeah, um, an explanation. Um, you know of what's going on. Uh, another list of what has to be said at the ceremony to uh, rid you of the ghost that causes your ugliness, um, and uh, just an example. And again, for the rest of the world, which loves our American culture sure. or lack thereof, our yeah. pop culture, there's so many things you can send over yeah. there. Spaghetti night. Spaghetti night. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's my idea. Uh, the tradition of the month club or traditions in a box. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be every month. You can pick and choose. You know, you can make things where it's like, you know, what do you prefer? Like things that, you know, you like. So if you're someone who likes cutting or a piercing or anything like that, you can list that in your likes and dislikes. And you can get the Thai Pusam Festival piercing mm-hmm. uh, box. And there are millions of other people. If you hate animals and you want to abuse them, you can get, like, Spain. The traditions in Spain have so much violence against animals. <laughs> I mean, not just bullfighting. Like, I was just looking up some of this stuff. Yeah. Brutal shit. Yeah. Like, brutal, crazy shit. Uh, one is there's a tradition in one town where they throw a goat off of a roof. What? They just throw a goat off of a roof. Oh, good times. There's another one in another town where the men go up into the mountains of the town and chase wild horses down into the square, Uh at which point the horses are grabbed by just crowds of human beings, wrestled to the ground, and it's called horse wrestling. (laughs) Wrestled to the ground, held down, and their manes and tails are cut. Uh What? But, you know, these are wild horses, so they're not going easy. They're fighting, right? So these people are punching them and choking them, grabbing them by the mane and tails, throwing them down. Uh, There's another one where they shoot quails, live quails, Mm -hmm. out of uh, cannons made out of tree... (laughs) Trees. These are all real. Spain. What are you doing? <laughs> Spain. And that's. There's another one called. Uh, I think it's called Bullfire. Uh huh. Where they take a bull. Yeah. I do not like where I think this is probably. No, going. this is awful. They take a bull. They cover its face in tar, and they set the face on fire. Oh. And then the bull runs around the village with its face on fire, until it goes out. So it doesn't kill the bull most more often than not. It just completely disfigures it and blinds it. That's horrific. It's horrific. Horrific. Spain's really bad, but Europe in general, yeah. the things they do uh, uh, in terms of, of harm to animals 
is uh, but this one list I read it was like the the ten most horrible yeah. traditions involving animals, Ugh. and Spain had like six of them. Wow. Yeah, and then the other four were like England does this thing where at a man's wedding they shove a ferret down his pants, uh-huh. and the man's got to like dance around with a ferret shoved down his pants. You know, I would kind of do that. That would be funny. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, uh, a European tradition that I was introduced to that I think is great is a buddy of mine. Uh, I've spent several New Year's over at his place, and his uh-huh. wife is from Austria, and they have uh, New Year's. They do uh, lead melting, and you sit around drinking wine, and you. Heat up lead in this little like spoon thing over a flame, yeah, and then you dump in a bucket of water uh-huh. and it hardens, right? And then you all take out your leads and you, whatever that shape is, says something about what your next year is going to be. Uh, so you just like sit there drinking wine and pontificating about what this is. I love that, I think that's a great idea. It is, it's fantastic, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like the ultimate Rorschach test. Yes. Um. Uh, you know, that's something that someone should market. Yeah. You know, just put together your own little lead melting kit. Yeah. With free lead. And I imagine you can just keep the lead, right? It's like wax from, like, the people who do the paraffin wax thing uh-huh. soaks on their hands. Yeah. You just throw that wax back in the in the wax thing. Sure. You hold on to your little lead bits, and then you melt it down for the next one. Yeah. And then, in the event of the zombie apocalypse, you can make bullets. Yeah, you sure can. For right. I uh, I read about another British tradition in some town that uh-huh. I thought was great, uh, and every year they weigh the mayor. It's called weighing of the mayor, and they weigh the mayor and a bunch of other like politicians, <clears throat> and if they have gained weight, it's to make sure that they're not getting fat off the uh-huh. uh, off the taxpayers' dollar. Uh-huh. And uh, but but apparently the first time they ever do it is when they're sworn in, mm-hmm. and so they've got all these like big chains and medals on them, right? And then they never have to wear those again. But uh, I thought that was great. It is great. I wonder what happens though. Say someone like goes through a bout of depression or overeating, and they put on a shit ton of weight. Uh huh. Like, is there a punishment that goes along? I with I think this they tradition? just get like boo. Oh, okay. You know? You're a fatty. Yeah. You're you're stealing our money. <laughs> And then we had to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. that yeah, they roast him. <laughs> they put tar in his face, light it on fire. He runs around the town. There apparently is a thing in Scotland uh, that uh, they do to to uh, brides before their wedding, and it's called the blackening. Mm-hmm. And uh, it now I think is just you know it's basically about making them as filthy as possible, okay, and as smelly as possible. And the oh. bride has to sit there. And people will bring, like, you know, shit that's been sitting in the back of their garage fermenting for a month and dumping it on them. But they will also can also be tarred and feathered. What? With it. Yeah. They, like, it'll, you know, depending on how far they want to go, they will they can go there. But it's a thing they do to bride. Uh, don't ask me why they didn't really. I don't think that one would fly uh, in America. <clears throat> well, you never know. would just be like, no, you're not touching me with that. You would think not. But there are those people who are so into Scotland that they will, uh, you know. Yeah. Scotlophiles. Yeah. Scott Files. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's the word. Uh huh. I've got Scottlophilia. Yeah. You know what the word is for us? What? Uh, sellout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brings us to our latest segment, uh, Josh and Noel Sellout, uh-huh. in which we explore different ways where Josh and I are actively pursuing selling out to corporate America. Uh, and you know the traditional ways. 
You can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com webpage. Go yep. to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Mm-hmm. Hit the sponsor link. And for the rest of the season, uh, whatever amount of money you pledge will come <clears throat> monthly out. And half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. It does. If you hate us, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the Patreon link, and pledge money. None of that will come to Josh and I. No. All of it will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. And you can put a message saying, cancel these jerks. They're disgusting. We hate them. But I'll just let you know right now, if you do that before, uh-huh. we would have probably been canceled. But now that you're a member of the... Uh, Whatever the, the the group of ten, you know, you've got a little more weight. I'm a little, yeah. You ruling little, elite. Yep, you're part of the ruling elite. Yeah, the 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 star chamber of Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> um, you know, we may not get canceled, but yeah. maybe they'll knock us down to half an hour, or maybe they'll like have a a meeting where all they do is shank me. Oh God, that would be amazing! Right? I mean, there may be no safe way out for me now. They may I just see have it to now, kill right? me. And then you're just like et tu tenny. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is just stabbing you yeah. with tears in his eyes. Yeah. I have to. It was you or the station. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. That so person th- left a message <laughs> on their donation. I have to. Just think, you could cause uh, actual bodily harm to uh, Noel. Yeah. That. <laughs> I may call up. I may donate a lot of money. Yeah, that's worth the price of admission alone. It well, really right is. Just think about it, guys. And maybe they'll uh, air it on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like good radio like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and traditionally, we would play uh, a, a message from our sponsor, Monty Lamonti, at this mm-hmm. point, although he didn't get us one this week because he's lazy. Uh <laughs> There's any very you know he's less... too busy trying to clean the poop up yeah off of the, uh, <laughs> the shower floor off of the shower floor yeah um, so if there's any sponsors out there less lazy yeah we'll take would, you on yeah we will take you on yeah if you got something that you need sponsored you just uh, send us a clip yeah <laughs> that was an open invitation to possible disaster yeah but yeah why not <laughs> you guys <laughs> if you want to sponsor our show <laughs> send Josh. A picture of your penis or poop. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're, you know, you could also just send money. Yeah, that, or that, yeah. or that. Send, but if you want like to, send, send Josh. Josh. <laughs> oh, and here's his actual home email address. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, anything at this point to get any kind of feedback. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Send me your dick pics. Yeah. Yeah. With, with a message written on it. Uh-huh. Saying, like, good show, guys. Yeah, right. And <laughs> what you need sponsored. Yeah. Other than your dick. <laughs> well, or your we poop. Will, we'll sponsor a dick. Oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> sure. We'll just be not. like, you know, Trevor has the finest penis, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up. We'll look at it. We'll we'll pick out all the good things about it. Yeah. Um, That could be a great, sen- uh, great uh, segment. Yeah. Yeah. You pay us to review your penis for the ladies out there. <laughs> to review it or to tell people how to get rich off it. Right. Or to tell people how to get rich off of Trevor's penis. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, this is advice isn't for you, even no. though it's your penis. Yeah. But for everyone else out there, if you know Trevor. Yeah. You can <laughs> make money off of his dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's good. <laughs> you know, that may sound like uh, uh, a little tip of the week but it's not no that was an off the cuff that's a little extra for yeah. you guys out there yeah 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 
So, uh, you know, every week we give you a topic. We give you so many ways to get so wealthy off that topic. We also hide a little nugget of another topic in the show somewhere. Somewhere. We're not telling you where. But uh, brought to you by Ready for Brooklyn. Please take it away, Josh. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. In August 2005, as Alex too was preparing for his first year at the University of Nottingham, he came up with a brilliant idea to help pay for the cost of his education. He set up a website, bought the domain, and laid out an area of 1 million pixels and sold them at $1 each. Ads ranged from online casinos to American brands like Target and even the rock group Tenacious D. After putting the final 1,000 blocks on eBay and earning even more, within five short months, every single pixel had been sold and two raked in a whopping, prepare yourself, $1,037,100. Kind of makes you wonder what you're doing with your life, doesn't it? That's what I call out-of-the-box thinking. Yeah, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Everything, every other idea he's come up with after that, because uh-huh. you know everyone thought this kid was a genius. Yeah. So they and you know he was studying uh, design and computer design and all that stuff in school, and they would bring him to uh, uh, symposiums and talks. He was giving talks all over the place. He's probably getting paid for that. Sure, but every idea he came up with after that idea uh-huh. was like terrible. <laughs> terrible. Well, you only need one. Yeah, well, exactly. And and yeah, and that's a lesson to our listeners. We give so many. That's right. You just need to take one. Yeah, and you need to take the one. The reason we choose topics, yeah. the reason we come up with a couple for each topic is you're sitting there and maybe you're going, oh, that was bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I do this with Noel all the time uh, uh, yeah. where I say I'm not really down with that. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't resonate with you. Exactly. And if it resonates with you, that means there's people out there who it will resonate with. Yeah. Heavy Metal Jam is a perfect example. <laughs> it's the best one. I think one of Noel's worst ideas ever. <laughs> but there is no doubt in my mind yeah. that just because I like heavy metal to music itself, yep. which I hate, uh. um, there are millions of people out there mm-hmm. who would probably resonate very heavily yeah. with heavy metal jam. Huge in like Finland probably. Oh my god. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. I, I can't deny it. All the death metal countries. Yeah. Finland, Sweden, yeah. Denmark, all the Dansks. But yeah, so uh you know, it only takes one idea. That's right. The only issue is you gotta feel it. Yeah. That's all. That's right. Someone out there, this one's for you. Traditions. <laughs> Uh, The way he did I was going, am I supposed to be playing something right now? (laughs) Uh, So someone out there, I've got one for just for you, just for you, uh, to get rich with traditions, right? So why do we have traditions? You know, what purpose they serve? Well, they give us comfort. They make us, us, you know, feel part of something bigger, sense of belonging, make us feel safe. Uh, and that's why we hold them so dear in our hearts and our minds, uh, and why, even against logic a lot of the times, we, we continue these traditions when they're not working out. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I started thinking about that. Would you would you think that it's fair to say that in many cases you can, if something isn't a tradition, mm-hmm. that it is given way more leeway to go on longer than it would if it wasn't? Like traditions yeah. such as yes. the abuse of animals yes. in certain countries, or in some cases the abuse of women in certain countries, or something along those lines. Yeah. That it's given a certain pass because it's connected so deeply within a culture. Yes. And uh, and what they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was thinking, how do you make money with traditions? And in my mind, uh, the the thing that occurred to me was you can take a dying tradition, find a way to monetize it. And then revitalize that tradition, right? Mm-hmm. It seems to me like an easy way. <coughs> so what I've got here, once again, as I do a lot of the time, I've got an approach, and I'm going to give you one example. Mm-hmm. That's a good example, but there's lots of others. And, and if you want, you can chime in and oh, I and will, let me know. I, will, I usually have no problem <laughs> chiming in. You didn't need to invite me, but thanks. Thanks <clears throat> for letting me know that it's okay. Hey, hey, no problem there. <laughs> uh so I read an article about something called the backfire effect, and it's closely related, related to confirmation bias. Uh, so in 2006, Brendan Nehan and Jason Riefler at the University of Michigan and Georgia State University created fake newspaper articles about polarizing political issues. Uh, the articles were written in a way which would confirm a widespread misconception about certain ideas in American politics and as soon as a person read the fake article, researchers then handed over a true article which corrected the first one. Right? So I'm listening. And when was this study done? I'm sorry. In 2006. Six. Okay. Yeah. So uh, people on opposing sides of the political spectrum read the same articles <clears throat> and then the same corrections. And when new evidence was interpreted as threatening to their beliefs, they doubled down and the corrections backfired. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh so uh, this actually, it, it's not just political things, mm-hmm. although that's a big one. It's it's any strongly held belief mm-hmm. this works with, right? Mm-hmm. So that could be God. That could be it. Could be God. Right. It could be <clears throat> even how uh, to bake a, a cake or a loaf a ter- particular type of loaf of bread. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I thought, how do <clears throat> I turn this in a way that can help make me money from traditions? And, uh, you know, I, I bantered around a lot of traditions, and maybe this isn't the best one, but it's a, it's one you could easily make a lot of money off okay. of, which is men all used to wear hats all the time. They did, yeah. You know, top hats, bowler hats, mm-hmm. or fedoras. Even just fedoras, yeah. yeah. You know, the hat styles changed, but men have been wearing hats. I feel like as a regular thing with men, mm-hmm. uh, the hat thing started to die down in the 60s. Yeah. At least in this country. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. But men wore hats all the time. Yeah. So uh, that is what I'm going to try and reignite. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to put out fake news articles uh, saying either, and it's perfect timing right now because we're so politically polarized, mm-hmm. uh, saying either <laughs> that, you know, uh, disgusting Republicans are nothing but a bunch of uh, fancy hat wearers. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, they wear top hats, and they're disgusting, and they're racist, you know? Or uh-huh. you can do it the opposite way. You can say, like, bunch of libtards, nothing but uh, bowler hat fedora wearers, 
Uh, I like that you're using bowler hats. Yeah. Uh, And and then (laughs) the next day, Uh you print a, you know, so the first day, you know, I'm liberal. I read this and I'm like, what? You are ridiculous. And then the next day, there's a correction that I read. And it says, we're sorry. We called the liberals a bunch of hat wearers. They don't wear hats. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they do wear hats. And I'll march to the store. I'll buy you, uh-huh. the listening public, uh, newly opened top hat, bowler hat, yeah. fedora store. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the best name for it as well. <laughs> the top hat, bowler hat, fedora store. Yeah. And that's all they'll sell is top hats. Fedoras and bowlers. Yeah, and I also thought of ways you could do this for Arbor Day. But isn't that that idea already called Gorin Brothers? Yeah, but I am I'm driving sales. Right, you're driving sales. And, and as I said, I may not have picked the best example, but no, there, no, you know, you I got gotcha. you. As I said, you could do it for Arbor right. Day, which I is a, a, a dying tradition. You can uh, you you can find the tradition, and yes. you could even do it. A beautiful thing was it's something you could do. Uh, uh, you know there. Every state or and many towns have traditions that are sort of dying out, right? Uh-huh. As as pop culture sort of takes over everything and everyone becomes more, there are very sort of specific cultural things to every state, right? And, yeah. And every city that are just for them, and you could start doing it with that too. You know, you can choose it for your town, yeah, or your city, and that could be a good way to start making some money for you. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a good idea. It's interesting because it feeds kind of right into. Uh, Mine, my oh, next one. Okay, perfect. Just because mine is sort of the idea of we have these, you know, traditions that we think of as traditions that we don't really think of where they come from mm-hmm. in this country. And and the, the ones I'm going to list here are all ones that I, I read in this article because I thought they were just kind of interesting. So they have like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. green bean casseroles, mm-hmm. uh, diamond engagement rings, Valentine's Day candy, and wedding registries are the five examples they use here. And these are all things that we just think of as, yeah, mm-hmm. this is what you do. These are just traditions, and you think they go back forever and that they come from some sort of, uh, uh, I guess you, 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 you sort of think that they come from something that's pure, mm-hmm. right? How can an entire community of people or world or whatever it may be s- grab onto something if it's not genuine, mm-hmm. right? If it's not, but all of these were uh, created by advertisers. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was created... The idea of Rudolph the Reindeer was uh, created by this guy, Robert May, who was a copywriter for Montgomery Ward Department Store mm-hmm. in Chicago. And uh, he wrote and illustrated the poem for the store's holiday coloring book in 1939. Oh, okay. Right? And uh, <clears throat> they were even... The store execs were even talking about cutting this... Not printing it because Rudolph's big red nose, at that time, mm-hmm. red noses were associated with alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Right? So there was a thought. There may never have been a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yeah. from that, right? So this is not some story from the old country uh, that was passed down through generations yeah. through, you know, and, and then became this thing. This was uh, specifically created 
to sell an item. Yeah. Right? And now, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I mean, when I was a kid. Yeah, big time. Yeah. What, Chris, I mean, who didn't learn in, in school? You'd sit there singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Right? Um, then Green Bean Casserole. Good, love it. <clears throat> was a uh, created for a cookbook designed to promote Campbell's products. Uh-huh. Right? And uh, now it is served in about 25% of all American households uh-huh. in th- during Thanksgiving. Sure. Uh, the diamond engagement ring uh-huh. was a very specific attempt by De Beers and their advertising company to uh, create this tradition. Yeah. In 1939, apparently prior to the 20th century in general, engagement rings were strictly luxury ride items that were used by the rich only. Not everybody on the street would, if you you were to get engaged to a woman Uh at your pay grade, um, you would not give her an engagement ring. It just wouldn't have happened. Uh You you were rational. I'm not going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on something that I can't afford to marry this person. So, uh, in 1939, apparently what had happened is uh, De Beers hired an ad agency uh, to introduce the diamond engagement ring and spread the trend through fashion magazines, Uh which they then did. Um, And it really wasn't until 1948... When De Beers launched the Diamond is Forever campaign, that the idea uh, uh, um, that uh, you would hold on to your ring forever, because apparently what people were doing is, yes, okay, they were buying engagement rings, but then once they got married, they would resell them. Mm -hmm. So basically rings were just getting passed around to people. So they created, they were like, okay, we're selling some more diamonds, but not enough. How do we get people to stop reselling their diamonds? Mm-hmm. We create the diamond is forever and sentimentalize it, and people will hold on to it. They won't let it go. So this is only 1948, mm-hmm. 60 years ago, yeah. right? Se- 70 years ago. I mean, my father was alive then. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and they also created the idea of the surprise proposal uh-huh. because they realized that they they did studies. And they learned that when women were involved in the selection process, they tended to pick less expensive rings. Uh And so by creating the surprise proposal and encouraging the men to do it all on their own. It's up to him. It's up to him, and it's also with the salesperson in their ear. Yeah. Right? They're making this choice. They're going to spend more money. Yeah. So all of these what we consider great traditions, right, romantic gestures— we're all created. Valentine's Day is the same thing. It was created by a, a, a confectioner's journal, um, saying that you should try to persuade people to buy candies just to you know create this holidays yeah. here. How do we sell more? Uh, wedding registries are the same thing. It was created by uh, department stores specifically uh, to to up sales. And this was in the 1900s. These were not long ago. Yeah. Right. And so. And of course, the most recent and probably one of you know will eventually be just as successful, Elf on a Shelf, which we've talked about yep. before, right? Yep. Created by this family, it was a story written by them that they have now marketed. Yeah, 
to the point of oblivion where they make for this thing that sells once a year, mm-hmm. they make thirty to forty million dollars annually. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this too. That family retained ownership of mm-hmm. it, right? So, all I'm saying here, and this is again, this is sort of a, a, a guidance thing, uh-huh. and it's for anyone out there who's maybe a copywriter yeah. who's involved in the uh, the world of advertisement, is create a new tradition. Yeah, you know. It's really, it's about being an earworm, right? It's about getting in there and spreading it around. Make people think that it's their idea. Yeah. You know, I always wonder, you know, you've talked about sort of Jung in the collective unconscious many moons ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was talking to someone else about this, about this, I, you know, I always wonder about it because it's like, and these are sort of ridiculous examples, but they're real in that, like, I will take Herschel to the dog run, right? Uh-huh. And... For whatever reason, when I take Herschel to the dog run, it always seems there's 30 people. And it doesn't matter what time of day it is. There's a period of time where everyone sort of comes to the dog run, and they all leave at the same time. And then there's this period of time where it's empty. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a Saturday or a Friday or a Monday or a Tuesday. The times change, but they're not necessarily uh, – uh, it. it's not necessarily based on like, oh, well, everyone's not working now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's the same with the laundromat. There are just like, it's like as if people at the same time, and it's not always the same people, at the same time all come to use the laundromat at the same time. And then it'll empty out and it'll be dead for a couple of hours. Uh-huh. And you, if you find that sort of like, but I always, I always feel like this is some sort of collective unconscious thing. And if you make people think not realize that they are being told this. I mean, these, I guess, were the original sort of viral videos of their time, yeah. right? Before they just caught the zeitgeist somehow. Yeah. And that's what you want to do. You want to find, and I don't have any examples of a product you can come up with. Okay. Um, or a holiday you can attach Kids it to. Day. It's every day. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You got it. You just hit it. You hit it on the head. You, you, and, and, you know, come up with a product. For Kids Day, yep, it's every day, and uh, get that earworm in there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so, you know what, guys? If you want to get in touch with Josh to send him pictures of your poop or your wieners, um, if you want to give us topics for the show, if you want to give us some money, if you want to give us rules for getting rich or just want to say hi, you can reach us at Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. You no, can you can't. Rate. You should subscribe. You should. You, you should, should review and rate. And whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you're thinking, it, these, it these really are, helps. It really does help, guys. Yeah. It's not, we're not just saying it because it scratches our egos, which it does do. Yeah. I mean, we like that for sure. Yeah. Um, like, we're kind of like Trump, even bad, you know, there's no such thing as bad reviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you only listen to us in a podcast form, Tune in sometime to Radio Free Brooklyn Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. See what's going on. Uh, you know, you've got uh, ass right before us. <laughs> uh, it, it, there's a lot of good <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, so they tune in. Do, they should do a cooking show called Taste Like Ass. Well, it's Art Star Scene. Yeah, I know. But okay. they should do a cooking show called Taste Like Ass. Yeah. It'd be a good idea. Just throwing them out. I'm just throwing them an idea. Okay. To make their millions. All right. 10% face boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh <laughs> So you guys, and real quick, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, but Herschel just got photographed by the dogist. 
at Instagram.com okay. again. So by the time this airs, you should have gotten up. So check him out on The Doggist if you want to see Herschel. And, of course, as always, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador at Instagram.com. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. do that one. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you guys, at this point, you have so much money. It's crushing you. Uh, you know, you, you, you've already spent all you can on spaghetti sauce. Uh, you need to do something else with that money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Saudi prince Al-Walid bin Talal owns the world's most expensive private jet. This Airbus A380 typically costs $300 million, but the Persian Gulf prince stuffed it with extras for an additional $200 million. It has over two floors of offices, salons, bedrooms, and of course, a bathroom with a jacuzzi. Hey, President Trump, you got something new uh, work for there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Come on, you're slacking. Yep. Yeah, you're you not making get... America great again no. if you're letting that Saudi dude. Air Force none. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep, that's exactly it. Air Force none. Yep. Um, yeah, so right around this time, Noel. That's right. So Josh and I, throughout these ideas, we know they're gold. How do you know, though, that you can... Trust us enough to quit your jobs, take out loans, spend your kids' college money, uh, sell your your wife's uh, engagement ring. Well, it's because Josh scours of the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules are five steps to getting rich from IWillTeachYouTobeRich.com. All right. That spells it out. <laughs> it does. All right. Rule number one, know what you spend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, rule number two. <laughs> Start with little steps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to reinvent Christmas. You don't have to make a, a new wedding tradition. You can just start with spaghetti night, you know? That's right. You, you don't have to reinvent Labor Day or Arbor Day. Mm-hmm. You can uh, just sell some hats. Yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Number three. Your money should earn more money for you. Well, I think of course, right? <laughs> uh, whether whether it's because you are a, a marketer mm-hmm. making up ideas, if it's because you're spending money to get other traditions, and yeah. other traditions, those people with the, of those traditions are spending money to get your traditions. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was obfuscation at its highest. A little bit of that. (laughs) Take take five seconds to just listen to that one back and try to figure out what you just said. (laughs) Um, And is this the last one? Yes, it is. Finally, don't be stupid. Of course, don't be stupid. You know, you gotta. If you were stupid, you would believe that retraction of the article. That's right. Yeah, you know, liberals wear hats. <laughs> All right. I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that That's we right. were uh, whatever that was four for four, yeah. five for five. Was a lot for a lot. Yeah. So once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Right.